Welcome to Streams in the Desert Live, an interactive prophetic talk show with pastor, evangelist, and prophetic teacher, Dana Bohansky, senior pastor of Streams in the Desert Ministries and House Church, where we look at the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy and give you, the listener, an opportunity to call in to ask questions and share information regarding the signs of the times. This ministry is dedicated to the preaching and teaching of the unadulterated word of the one and only true and living God under the power and anointing of God's Holy Ghost. Streams in the Desert Live is an expansion of Streams in the Desert Ministries. Now, here's your host, Pastor Dana. Shalom and blessings in the name of the Lord Jesus. This is Pastor Dana, and I once again would like to thank you for joining me today, November 30th, 2016, for the Streams in the Desert Live Internet Radio Broadcast coming to you live from the beautiful and breathtaking studios of StarWorldWideNetworks.com, where we look at the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy. Today's topic title is Truthful Hyperbole. But before we get started, let us pray. Father God, we humbly come before your throne this day, Lord, to bow down, spiritually speaking, to ask that the power and anointing of your Holy Spirit permeate this place, near and far, in the hearts and minds and spirits of your people. Open the eyes of your people, spiritually speaking, Lord, that they may be ready, for we are at 1159 and split seconds before the imminent return of your one and only begotten Son, who is none other than Jesus Christ, the only Savior of all mankind. Lord Jesus, we thank you for going to the cross and paying the price for our sins if we receive you as our only way of escape or Savior. Holy Spirit, have your way in this day. In the name of Jesus, we command that every principality and power and of the air and darkness and every hindering spirit, every interfering spirit be bound this very hour. In the name of Jesus Christ, we command that it be done. And we plead the blood of Jesus against you. In Jesus' precious and holy name, we pray. Amen and amen. Well, folks, greetings to you all once again from wherever you are in the world as you join me, your host, Pastor Dana, today for another compelling episode of Streams in the Desert Live Internet Radio Broadcast. As we open the show for today, my friends, I will warn you right from the very beginning that this is a type of show that I have never had to do until now. In today's show, we will be taking a look at just how openly deceptive, evil, and dark the world of news, of which we all have need of depending upon from time to time, has become just since the announcement of the U.S. President-elect Donald J. Trump, of which was a mere 21 days ago. To begin with, on January 10th, 2016, the Lord gave me a dream in which the word hyperbole was mentioned and was made to be very vividly 
stand out to me, my friends, to stand out to me. While some things in the dream, my friends, took place and their word was associated with those things, it would not be until July 7th, 2016, while listening to a police briefing concerning the gunning down of 12 Dallas, Texas police officers, of which five died, as I listened to the police chief give the briefing, for some reason of which I cannot recall, he used the word hyperbole. Later that night, my friends, as I listened to the news and saw Don- President-elect Donald Trump begin being interviewed, as I watched him on the television, I said to the Lord, Lord, is there some connection? This is seven months later from the dream, my friends. Is there some connection between Donald Trump and the word hyperbole? When no sooner did I get those words out of my mouth, my friends, before the Lord, by way of the small, still voice of his Holy Spirit, said to me, Google it. So I did. And lo and behold, I found that Mr. Trump's book, Art of the Deal, of which I had, of course, never laid eyes on, much less read uh, the likes of, makes references to a phrase that the ghostwriter of Mr. Trump's book coined while writing the book that refer to Mr. Trump's truthful hyperbole. Seven months before this day, my friends, the Lord told me the word was hyperbole. We needed to watch it and to wait for him to reveal it. And every day since that time, and even more so today, it is being revealed. Truthful hyperbole. Here is what I mean. And this, my friends, is what the Lord wants me to, wanted me to see so that I could, for such a time as this, share it with all of you within the hearing of my voice. First of all, I would like to say that I have found many things that have been written concerning Mr. Trump's use of this technique, one of which was written by Mike Labasseer, who is a writer for the Philosopher's Magazine blog at the site called Talking Philosophy, dated December 4th, 2015, of which was and is simply and oh so appropriately titled Trump and Truthful hyperbole, and begins as such. In The Art of the Deal, Donald Trump calls one of his rhetorical tools truthful hyperbole. He both defends and praises it as an innocent form of exaggeration and a very effective form of promotion. As a promoter, Trump made extensive use of this technique. Now he's using it in his bid for president. Hyperbole is an extravagant overstatement, and it can be either positive or negative in character, says the writer. When describing himself and his plans, Trump it makes extensive use to positive hyperbole. He is the best, and every plan of his is the best. He also extensively uses negative hyperbole. 
when he says, often when the writer says, my friends, often to the degree that seems to cross over from exaggeration to fabrication. Now, my friends, just remember this as we go forward. Exaggeration is, as the world would say, to stretch the truth. But to fabricate something is just plain out lying. In any case, his concept of truthful hyperbole is well worth considering. Number one, because the Lord has brought it to our attention. The writer says, from a logical standpoint, truthful hyperbole is an impossibility. This is because hyperbole is, by definition, not true. Hyperbole is not merely a matter of using extreme language. After all, extreme language might accurately describe something. For example, describing Dash, or in other words, Isis, as monstrous and evil would be spot on, says the writer. Hyperbole is a matter of exaggeration that goes beyond the actual facts. For example, describing Donald Trump, he says as monstrously evil, would be hyperbole. As such, hyperbole is always untrue because of this. The phrase truthful hyperbole says the same thing as accurate exaggeration, which nicely, he says, reveals the problem. Trump is a brilliant master of rhetoric, and right about the and is right about the rhetorical value of hyperbole, it can have considerable psychological force. My friends, think about propaganda when you think of this, okay? It, however, says the writer, lacks logical force. It provides no logical reason to accept a claim. Trump also seems to be right. In, when, in that there can be innocent exaggeration. The writer at this point says, I will now turn to the ethics of hyperbole. Since hyperbole is by definition untrue, there are two main concerns. One is how, for, how far hyperbole deviates from the truth. The other is whether the exaggeration is harmless or not. He says, I will begin with consideration of the truth. While a hyperbolic claim is necessarily untrue, it can deviate from the truth in varying degrees. As with fish stories, these, uh, there does seem to be some moral wiggle room in regards to proximity to the truth. While there is no exact line, he puts and he notates, to require that would be to fall into the line-drawing fallacy, that defines the exact boundary of uh, morality, acceptable, exact, morally acceptable exaggeration. Some untruths go beyond that line, this line varies with the circumstances. The ethics of fish stories, for example, differs from the ethics of job interviews. 
The writer continues by stating that while hyper, hyperbole is untrue, it does have to have at least, listen up, my friends, some anchor in the truth. While hyperbole is untrue, it does have to have at least some anchor in the truth. If it doesn't, then it is not exaggeration, but fabrication. In other words, it's not a stretching of the truth. It is just an out-and-out lie. This is the difference between being close to the truth, he says, and being completely untrue. Naturally, Hyperbole can be mixed in with fabrication. For example, he says, it is claimed that some people in America celebrated the terrorism of 9-11. Then uh, that is almost certainly true. There surely was, at least, he says, one person who did this. If someone claims that dozens of people celebrated in public in America on a nine on 9/11 and this was shown on TV, then this might be an exaggeration. We do not know how many people in America celebrated, but it is certainly but it certainly includes a fabrication, the TV part, he says. If it is claimed that hundreds did so, the exaggeration might be considerable. But it, is, but it still contains a key fabrication. He says when the claim reaches thousands, the exaggeration might be extreme. Or it might not, he says, thousands might have celebrated in secret. However, the claim that people were seen celebrating in public and video exists for Trump to see it is false, he says. So, his remarks might be exaggeration, but they definitely contain fabrication. This could, of course, lead to a debate about the distinction between exaggeration and fabrication. For example, suppose that someone filmed himself celebrating on 9-11 and showed it to someone else. This could be exaggerated into the claim that thousands celebrated on video and people saw it. However, he says, saying this is an exaggeration would seem to be an understatement. Fabrication would seem the far better fit in this hypothetical case, the writer says. One way to help determine the ethical boundaries of hyperbole is to consider the second concern, namely whether the hyperbole or untruth is harmless or not. Trump is right in claiming that there can be innocent forms of exaggeration. This can be taken as exaggeration that is morally acceptable and can be used as a basis to distinguish such hyperbole from lying. One realm in which exaggeration can be quite innocent is that of storytelling. The writer says, Aristotle in the Poetics noted that every one tells a a story with his own addition, knowing his hearers like it. 
While a lover of truth, so says the writer, Aristotle recognized the role of untruth in good storytelling, saying that, quote, Homer has chiefly taught other poets the art of telling lies skillfully. The telling of tall tales, the writer says, that feature even extravagant extravagation is morally acceptable because the tales are intended to entertain. That is, the intention is good. In the case of uh, exaggerating in stories to entertain, the audience or a small bit of rhetorical shine to polish a point, the exaggeration is harmless, which lies which ties back, he says, to the possibility that Trump sees himself as an entertainer and not as an actual candidate. In contrast, the writer says, exaggerations that have a malign intent would be morally wrong. Exaggerations that are not intended to be harmful yet prove to be would also be problematic, but discussing the complexity of Intent and consequences would take the essay to a far afield. The extent of the exaggeration would also be relevant here. The greater the exaggeration that is aimed at a malign purposes or that has harmful consequences, in other words, the writer says, the worst it would the worse it would be morally after all if deviating from the truth is generally wrong then deviating from it more would be worse in the case of trump's claim the writer says about thousands of people celebrating on 911 this untruth feeds listen up my friends feeds into our fear racism the writer says and religious intolerance. He goes on to say, as such, it is not an innocent exaggeration, but a malign untruth. Okay, my friends, that was a tongue twister. Okay, my friends, that just shared was to demonstrate what hyperbole is and how it can and is being used. Just for the record, I am not one who is of the mind uh, to follow philosophy. For the Lord God, in his his word, which is the Bible, my friends, tells us to steer clear of it. And it is voiced by the words given to Paul by God's Holy Spirit, as can be seen and read in Colossians Colossians chapter 2, verse 8, where Paul states, Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit, after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. With that said, my friends, the Lord God has called me here today to remind us all of just how this system of thought can be and is being used in the manipulation and propagandizing 
of not only the unassuming American per- people, but all the peoples of the present world by way of, listen up, my friends, misinformation and half-truths, otherwise known as hyperbole. Be not fooled, my friends. This technique, as the writer called it, is as old and older than the philosophers who used it as a form, listen up, of mind control to change the thinking of the listeners in their day. Remember, my friends, the philosophy of man is just lies told skillfully. And this system of thinking, with its manipulation and propaganda, has exploded on the scene since Mr. Trump was elected in the form of a daily of daily headlines reminding us that in reality, the way that all secular news, whether it be mainstream, cable, or alternative, that is being disseminated and and is being billed and is being billed as fake news, cannot be trusted. And on that eerie note, I'll be right back after the break to share just how the fake news is being used to try to take control of the minds of everyday people through so-called truthful hyperbole.
Okay, my friends, when will the world see that we need Jesus? My friends, now we will take a short expedition into the delusional. The word delusional is derived from the word deceiving world of truthful hyperbole. And way beyond, my friends, as I now introduce you to a man named Paul Horner, of whom is very good at what he does, which is to draw the unsuspecting public into his web of satirical political news and views. In this slice of the piece I'm about to share, this man is called Paul Horner, Internet News Satirist and Writer, written by the elusive Jimmy Russelling. This piece, my friends, begins with a purported quote from Wikipedia, of which describes Mr. Horner, as the title said, as an Internet News Satirist and Writer, of which Mr. Horner is quoted as saying he likes being called and explains that that is therefore the reason for the title of this piece. At this juncture, it is pointed out in just how many places and by who Mr. Horner's fake news articles have been reprinted and reported on. Snopes.com, which is not high on my list, says Paul Horner the prolific writer and ubiquitous satirical character who reinsert, who inserts his name into all of his articles, of which at this point Mr. Horner states, and since I use my name as a character in all of my stories, Snopes has a lot of links to me. Continuing on, this piece points out how many real news outlets have used and made comments concerning Mr. Horner and his satire, his satire or shall we say, truthful hyperbole. The Washington Post calls Paul Horner the Internet's most prolific hoax artist. The New York Post he states, calls me, the on, uh, calls me an online jokester. Moving ahead, Mr. Horner shares some recent news in which he states that CNN posted video that centered around my ABC News. Now, that is not ABC.com News, my ABCNews.com. That's ABC News, which will... Be confusing if you happen to stumble across it, and you may think that it is the abcnews.com site. He says, uh, CNN posted the video that centered around my ABC News story about Donald Trump protesters being paid $3,500, which is in itself, my friends, truthful hyperbole, because they do get paid. His story may not be real, but it is a real event that does take place. There's that truth mixed with the hyperbole. He says, I then, he says, um, 
$3,500. See. CNN posted videos that centered around my ABC fake news. He didn't say fake. I say fake news website story about Donald Trump protesters being paid $3,500. He says, I then took their video and posted it on my, now he did say fake CNN website, explaining the real problem with sharing fake news and how to avoid this problem. He says, I pretty much own the internet. After that brief introduction, my friends, I would now like to share with you the fake ABC, not abcnews.com, but ABC News article Mr. Horner just mentioned to illustrate just how truthful hyperbole can and is and will, in the long run, pollute the minds of the American people by way of print and verbal fake newscasting. It is a serious problem, my friends, as you will see as time goes on here. With that said, the piece that I am about to share with you was taken from Mr. Horner's fake ABC News site, of which is said to be written by Jimmy Russling and is dated November 11th, 2016. There's that 11, my friends, of which is titled, Donald Trump protesters protester speaks out and i think what caught this what caught my eye about this article in the beginning was it was supposed to have taken place here in in arizona donald trump protester speaks out i was paid $3500 to protest trump's rally of which begins thusly phoenix arizona ap don't you see a problem with that right there my friends it did say that it was from abc news a minute ago but now it's Phoenix AP. For months now, rumors have circulated the internet that individuals were being paid to protest at rallies held by presidential hopeful Donald Trump. Truthful hyperbole, my friends. It is true. Maybe not in this story it is not true, but in others it is true. His story goes on to say, Today a man from Trump's rally in Fountain Hills, Arizona, back in March, has come forward to say that he was paid to protest the event. I was given $3,500 to protest Donald Trump's rally in Fountain Hills, said 37-year-old Paul Horner. There's his name right there in his fake news report. I answered a Craigslist uh, ad about a group needing actors for a political event I interviewed with them and got the part. Truthful hyperbole, my friends. They have run ads. They do have acting agencies that work with them for not only political but crisis actor situations. This is a truth mixed with a ghastly lie. In this particular uh, article, all of this is satire, but this is identical to what is written in a real article when it is talking about the things that can be verified. And you see the twisting here, my friends? They want you to become, they want you to come to a point where you don't know if the article is true or if it's false. You'd have to do hours of research to see if it's true or false. 
The article goes on to say, the satirical article goes on to say, Trump supporters have been claiming that protesters are being paid by the Bernie Sanders campaign, but Horner disagrees. As for who these people were uh, affiliated with that interviewed me, my guess would be Hillary Clinton's campaign. Horner said, who goes on to say, the actual check that I received after I was done with the job was from a group called Women Are the Future. Well, if you don't look into these things like I do all the time, my friends, then that might seem reasonable to you that it came from somewhere else. But do you know the name moveon.org? Do you know the name uh, Black Lives Matter? These groups are set up in the real world situation of what this man is talking about. And they do funnel funds through these places to give to people for doing just what this man is talking about. After I was hired, he said, they told me if anyone asks any questions about who I was with or communicated with me in any way, I should start talking about how great Bernie Sanders is. Truthful hyperbole, my friends. They are trained, and these are the things that they are told to say. This is not a true article, but this would be identical to one that was coming from a reputable source. Horner continues... Horner continues, it was mostly women in their 60s uh, at the interview that I went on, uh, that I went to, plus all of the people that I communicated with had an AOL email address. No one still has an AOL email address except people that would vote for Hillary Clinton, he says, just before going on to discuss the purported, but wait a second. My friends, he's trying to throw some comedy in here with it so that it takes your mind off of, is this real or is this not real? And it starts to, if you have a good thinking mind, you would right off the bat say, I think something is wrong here. That sounds a little shady. Okay, but he goes on to discuss the purported Craigslist ad for Donald Trump's protesters, of which a screenshot of the Craigslist ad uh, that Horner says he Uh, responded to uh, was displayed in the article of which it is said that the actual ad has since been removed says the fake source Dennis system file slash ABC news fake site my friends as this truthful hyperbole article continues it reports I knew those weren't real protesters. They were too organized and smart, said 59-year-old Tom Downey, a Trump supporter who attended the rally in Fountain Hills. I knew there was something up when they started shouting all these facts and nonsense like that. The best we could do was just to yell and punch them and stuff. Downey continued, let me stop there. My friends... All of that was truthful hyperbole, except they threw in the fact that a, uh, for the majority of people, a Trump supporter would not have punched anybody. So there's where you see that there was a problem uh, that 
it was bringing it into a satirical situation. The best we could do was just to yell and punch them and stuff, Downey continued. I think we did a good job, though. I was shouting at them the whole time, calling them losers, telling them to get a job or go back home to mommy's house. I got a bunch of uh, high fives from my fellow Trump supporters. It was a great time. When asked about the other protesters at the rally, Horner said he saw most of them during the interview and training for the rally. Truthful hyperbole, my friends. That would be a true statement coming from someone who was hired by, say, the Soros groups to train and go out and protest for whatever event they're trying to stir up. Almost all the people I was protesting with I had seen at my interview and training class. At the rally, talking with some of them, I learned that they only paid Latinos $500, Muslims $600, and African Americans $750. I don't think they were looking for any Asians Women and children were paid half of what the men got, and illegals received $300 across the board. My friends, truthful hyperbole. Now, they would not sit around and and sort it out like that to you. This is being done to, right here, being sorted out the Latinos and the Muslims and the African Americans and no Asians and women and children were paid half of what men got and illegals were given $300. This is all to stir up people, my friends, because they don't know what they're reading is not true in some cases. But in other cases, it is true, and the way that it's put forth when it is true is not believable to the person who wants to believe satirical things. My friends, this is, this is funny, but they still would believe this. And over the ones that are seriously then through journalists putting a good story together, they would balk at it because it wouldn't have words that they could really understand. And it would stir up the race thing in this case. He says, I think I was paid more than the other protesters because I was white and had taken classes in street fighting and boxing a few years back. There you go, my friends. Truthful hyperbole. They would hire somebody with those kind of qualifications. So he tells you the whole story out front. He tells it to you and he laughs about it being satirical. But, my friends, I wouldn't be surprised if this man really did in, uh, be, is involved in these things. It's a question you need to ask yourself. And maybe he'll even get wind of this and tell us whether or not he does. But could we really believe him when he's Nothing but satirical and truthful hyperbole, which is only the recounting of lies skillfully. Sarah Bradley, now get this one, my friends. He says, Sarah Bradley, a spokesman for Socket Forward, a group that provides homeless and those less fortunate with brand new socks, told ABC News, fake news, my friends, that she does not understand why Trump protesters would need to be paid. Now, my friends, just imagine this is your organization that you're a spokesperson for. Would you say this next thing? I'll protest that guy for free. Bradley uh, said, 
Trump is creating a place for like-minded, ignorant, bigots, hate-filled individuals to gather and unite. You wouldn't have to pay me anything to protest that. Bradley continued, Trump supporters are the last kind of people to donate socks to the homeless. They only care about themselves and their white race. I would love the day I ever see a donation from a Trump supporter. I think it would make me change my opinion about them. My friends, beware. Because you know what? The person that sits here reading this, not knowing that every single word of it is true in a certain situation, but not in this particular situation, might be uh, pressed to say, I'll show you and donate socks or money to these people when this organization is probably like a moveon.org or Black Lives Matters, and all you're doing is funneling money into their cause, and it's not your cause that you thought you were giving money for. And I'll tell you what, I did check this out. It has things on it that look perfectly legal and perfectly uh, suitable on the internet. But next to each one of them, my Nortons, I have Nortons check, and it it did not know these sites whatsoever. And you would think a site that was uh, made in uh, 2014 and be a a huge site where people would donate money online and everything to uh, would be able to make sure that their website is accredited. Horner said the group had a mandatory six-hour training class that had to be completed before protesting at Trump's rally. TH, or truthful hyperbole, my friends, it is very true. These people go to training classes. I've, I've seen videos on it that are credible, Uh, I've seen crisis actors training. I've seen a lot of things, my friends, that in this case, it's sectorical, but in reality, it is truth. During training, we were taught chants to, uh, to shout like, dump Trump and Trump is a racist, things like that. We were told how to respond to anti-Trump comments too. If a Trump supporter said something about how great his wall will be, the Latinos in our group would say, we're just going to tunnel underneath it. They even gave me a shirt to wear at the rally, which said F Donald Trump, along with a sign to hold that said, make America white again. My friends, these are (laughs) truthful hyperbole. These are everything that they do. You see them in the street. You don't even have to guess if this is true or not. It is true. And when somebody starts writing to this intent point, to try to, to make it seem like it's funny and that it's carefree and that, oh, this is not true. That is a warning sign that you need to be watching out for, my friends, because Satan is up to a plan to steal your soul. David Mickelson, founder of Snopes.com, a website known for its biased opinions and inaccurate information, they uh, write about stories on the internet in order to generate advertising revenue, told ABC Fake News that uh, he approved of what a story like this is accomplishing. Yes, just what I told you. Disinformation, 
propaganda and covering up that what they're saying is absolutely in reality, not in this case, but in reality is the truth. But they want you to think it's funny and to just discard it. He says, you have to understand that when a story like this goes viral and we spend a minute or two debunking it, we make lots of money. Truthful hyperbole, my friends. That is absolutely true. Stories like this have helped put my children through college, buy a new car, a house, and even get that silverback gorilla my wife Barbara always wanted since she was a child. Mickelson said, my friends, there again, add the haha in with it, the comedy, to just make people want to discard it. But in reality, most of what they're saying here is absolutely the truth. He says, we claim to provide evidence for such debunkings and confirmation as well. But that's just ridiculous. Do you know how much time that would take? Instead, we just copy and paste parts uh, of the original article into ours, write a couple of sentences, and that's it. Truthful hyperbole, my friends. And they're just telling on themselves. And if you take it out of this satirical situation into the real world, you will find what they're saying here is absolutely the same truth. I just wanted to be clear. Our website does zero journalism or any create or anything creative. And I'm only telling you this for legal reasons. See, there again, mockery. For example, do you remember that the recent article we wrote debunking a story which claimed Scientology lost its tax exemption status? Did you actually read our story? Who is the name of the person responsible for the hoax? What is the actual website URL? We claim to know it, but no real information is posted by us. Mickelson continues, it is common for us to write to rewrite a story we're debunking and we don't, uh, and that we don't like, if we don't like it, uh, in one recent story, our, in one recent story of ours, we actually removed the person's name from the original article and then called him a liar. Oh, the hypocrisy. But it's so funny at the same time. My friends, this is a deception that's trying to take over your mind and your spirit. And it's coming directly from Satan. He says, we also like to post fake, unfunny juvenile disclaimers, supposedly from the site in question. And it is our authors, such as Jeff Duradondi, who are responsible for those gems. We... uh, tell our readers that the disclaimer is from the story we're debunking, but a simple Google search that locates the actual article will show that our disclaimer is 100% fabricated. My friends, they are also pointing out the fact of how gullible people in America are and that they believe any and everything that is put to them, if it's put to them in the right way, something that's tickling their ears and pleasing to the side of them that says this couldn't possibly be true. He says, sometimes I think someone should start a company that debunks our debunkings. 
they could probably make a lot of money. Mickelson laughs. A lot of people complain about our authors attacking websites and their owners for reasons that are 100% proven false. But since we block archive.org, it just becomes their word versus ours. My friends, archive.org is a movie and book site. See what he's telling you is truth mixed with fiction. He says, plus I know our writer like Kim Capria, it is way more fun, she says, for them to, he says, for them to cause controversy than report the facts. My friends, this just goes on and on and on to the point where I just want to say this because it is so disgusting. I don't even want to bring the rest of what they're saying here because it is just a skin of the truth stuffed with a ghastly lie The things they're saying are absolutely true. They're being said in a satirical setting so that you won't believe that they are true and that when you try to share things that are reputable and that you know from a source to be uh, worthy, people will mock you and turn on you because they don't know the whole story. They don't know what I'm telling you here today. They don't know that there's people sitting out there mocking the reality of things, calling good evil and evil good, my friends. Well, my friends, you know, what I've just shared with you was, in this particular case, pure satirical, satirically written, but it still had elements of truth in it. I pointed them out to you. And in my opinion, the answer uh, of whether or not this is okay is a resounding no. Why? Because it was sadly a mixture of satire, truthful and untruthful hyperbole, which in other words is the telling of lies skillfully of which are mixed with half-truths, and there again, out-and-out lies. And is the long, and my friends, in the long run, is going to bring things like distrust of any and every kind. In other words, complete and utter chaos confusion, and destruction to the lives and streets of the American people and elsewhere. And is the master plan, as I said before, of Satan to steal the souls of many, many men, women, and children for all eternity. My friends, You know, today, the Lord says, is the day of salvation. With all that is taking place in this world, deception is on the rise such as never before. We need to be on alert because, you know, I have to honestly tell you that when I began to read, and this is probably what has my dander up, as they say, When I began to read this story about the man from Fountain Hills, Arizona, who was paid $3,500 to protest uh, 
uh, Trump's rally, it wasn't until I kept going in the article and finally realized something's not right here because I don't just bring you an article. I research it and research it and find who it's connected to. And it wasn't until uh, I realized that the ABC News that was bringing this originally was a fake site that finally I said, okay, this is it. And and I thought, this is really aggravating because here I've sat here working on this for all this time, and now I'm realizing this is garbage. But the Lord said, no, this is your story because this is what people need to know. They need to know that there are demon-possessed people out and about everywhere that are called by Satan just as people are called by God to do a service, or in Satan's case, a disservice to humanity, as they like to call it. My friends, today is the day of salvation. See that you are not deceived. Remember the Lord said, do not let men ruin you through philosophy. He used a specific word, my friends, because it's a mind conditioning, mind conditioning thinking technique. It's used in psychiatric things, my friends. And it is to trick people into thinking a certain way, if they can. Some people are beyond that, doesn't work. But the fact is, is in reality, those who teach about psychiatry and metaphysics and all that garbage use an ancient formula for trying to control the minds of people and condition their minds to do what they want them to do, which isn't always the best thing. The first thing people need to do is know that Jesus is the only way out and to eternal life. Today is the day of salvation, my friends. So therefore, as the Lord Jesus Christ says in John three sixteen, beginning at verse 16, the Lord says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. Why? So that people won't be duped by truthful hyperbole, my friends. That whosoever believeth in him, who is he? He's Jesus Christ. Shall not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, as Satan is doing, my friends, but that the world through him, who is he? Jesus Christ, might be saved. It says might be saved because it's purely up to you, my friends, whether or not you're going to walk the straight and narrow path with the Lord Jesus Christ, or you're going to be in the group of truthful, hyperbole believers where it's going to end up sending your soul straight to the lake of fire and the end of all things. Verse 18 says, He that believeth on him, who is he? Jesus Christ is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already according to the word of God, because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten son of the one and only true and living God, my friends. 
Verse 19 says, and this is the condemnation that light has come into the world and men loved darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. This is where we're at, my friends. Evil men's deeds are running rampant in this world and trying to rob you of your eternal soul because they're propelled by Satan. Verse 20 says, for everyone that doeth evil hateth the light. And the light is also known as Jesus Christ, my friends. Neither cometh to the light or Jesus Christ, my friends, lest his deeds should be reproved or uncovered, my friends. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light or to Jesus Christ, that his deeds may be made manifest, that they are wrought, or in other words, fashioned in and by and through God the one and only true and living God. My friends, you know, and it's for that reason that Jesus in Revelation chapter 3 gives us this invitation where Jesus says, Behold, I stand at the door, the door of your heart, my friends, and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me, Jesus said. To him that overcometh, Jesus said, I will grant to sit with me in my throne, which means power, my friends. Even as I, Jesus said, also overcame and am set down with my father in his throne or power, my friends. Jesus ends by saying, he that has an ear, let him hear what the spirit saith unto the churches. My friends, because today is the day of salvation and I pray that you will ask the Lord Jesus Christ to forgive you of your sins this day, for tomorrow may never come for you. Ask the Holy Spirit to lead you and guide you into all truth and righteousness and bring all things to your remembrance. He will also help you to know God's word, know it well, and know it correctly for yourself, my friends. And the Lord Jesus Christ will raise you up on the last day when he returns in the rapture first, my friends. So with that said, I pray that you will ask the Lord Jesus Christ today to forgive you of your sins, that you might be ready to enter in to eternity, eternal life with the Lord Jesus Christ when he comes. And with that said, my friends, it's a wrap. Shalom, shalom. Join Streams in the Desert Live each Wednesday at 4 p.m. on Star Worldwide Networks, where your host, Pastor Dana, will examine the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy. Streams in the Desert Live thanks you for listening, for your phone calls, emails, and as always, your generous love offerings in support of this internet radio broadcast. You may also visit or email Streams in the Desert Ministries, home of Streams in the Desert Live, by way of the website or Facebook page, which can be easily found on the StarWorldWideNetworks.com Streams in the Desert landing page. Until next week, Streams in the Desert Live bids you all much love in Jesus and that the peace of the Lord Jesus be unto you all now and always. 
And remember, if you're not serving Jesus now, what makes you think you'll be doing it later in heaven?